Hello and welcome to West Seattle Christian Church. I'm Pastor Worth Wheeler. If you are new, welcome. If not, welcome back. And we're really glad that you're here with us today. Each week, we invite you to join us from home or wherever you're at. Uh, maybe you're just listening to this on our podcast and you're walking down by Alki or Lincoln Park or you're at home and you have coffee. We hope that you invite a neighbor or a friend for our weekly gathering online uh, from home. Whether you're a lifelong Jesus follower or you're trying to decide whether or not Jesus is worth following, we would love to have you join us each week from home on Sundays at 10 a.m. And we want to facilitate some ways for you to be connected with us as well. And so I'd like to draw your attention to our website and show you our blog for just a minute. And on the blog, we have a bunch of events and announcements and things that you can sign up for. So if you haven't checked that out, please do so. One example of something that you could check out is for all of you newcomers out there. And that is our newcomers gathering with me online via Zoom at 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, all you have to do is fill out the form that's on the blog and uh, then put your name and email in there. I'll send you a Zoom meeting link and you can come to the Hangout, ask your questions. I'll tell you a little bit about the church. Another thing we wanna draw your attention to is how we've changed our online worship the last few weeks. We are experimenting with putting together a playlist of worship songs for you on our Spotify channel each week. If you've never done that before, it's pretty easy. Uh, so one way to do that is to find the blog post on our website and follow the instructions that are there. Or another way is to sign up for our weekly email and click the links to go directly to our Spotify playlist online. Once you have an account, you can follow our channel and you can like your favorites. Uh, we know that's not the same as worshiping in person, uh, but the interactivity we have on our Spotify channel is important. It can help us prepare our set list for the day when we are back together in person. So just want to leave you with that, as well as the last post, uh, the latest post on our blog has to do with our baptism class. If you have not been baptized, check that out as well. All right, without any more delay, let's jump into the message part of our worship this morning. And we're going to begin with a question. Do we... And this is the question that we had from last week. Do we live like Jesus really is the king of the world? So we're talking about living the way of Jesus. And if we're going to live the way of Jesus, then we have to try. <laughs> we have to try and live as if he truly were the king of the world and, if he, and that he really is the king of your life. In the video that we watched last week, and a little plug for that, if you haven't watched last week's uh, sermon, please go back and do that. It's short and sweet. And there's a clip in there of a video. And from that clip, you would have heard that we are going to be good news sharers, good news announcers, if you will, just like Jesus was. He was a good news announcer. And at the very end of the book of Matthew, in the last few sentences of the book in your Bible, Jesus commissions us to be people who are good news sharers. In the midst of a lot of bad news, you're invited to be a good news announcer. And the context of these few sentences is this. Jesus had just come back to life. He had appeared to hundreds of people already after his crucifixion. And then he sits down one last time and has an appointment. He has a meeting with his 11 disciples, the ones who had been with him on his mission for years. And here's what it says in the message translation of Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Meanwhile, the 11 disciples were on their way to Galilee, headed for the mountain Jesus had set for, 
for their reunion. The moment they saw him, they worshipped him. Some, though, held back, not sure about worship, about risking themselves totally. Now, did you catch that? Even the people who had seen him come, to back, come back to life, these are his closest followers, they are still cautious. I don't know about you, but does anybody else resonate with that? Like, if you're really sure of what you're following? So, Jesus gives them some more assurance. He says in verse 18, it says in verse 18, Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this day after day, right up to the end of the age. So we see that authority was his, but God is authorizing and commissioning us through Jesus to share this way of life, this good news with other people. And that leads us to a very important question for today, which is this. Even in the midst of the bad news, do we share the good news? Last week, the question was, do we live like Jesus really is the king of the world? And the emphasis in that message was on his way, the way of King Jesus. This week, the question is, do we share the good news? And this is really hard because a lot of us have been conditioned to just share bad news. Be honest about it. We gripe, we moan, we complain, because it's just plain easier to relay the bad news for a lot of reasons. We talked about this last week and the week before that, actually. The news and social media systems, they get way more clicks. They get way more listens by creating articles with bad news headlines. And so, so do we. we. We get more attention. We do. We want someone to commiserate with us, to emote with us, to share our bad feelings. So it kind of alleviates kind of some of the suffering and we're not alone in it anymore. The temptation to be negative and cynical and full of worry and complaints is very real, folks. Am I right? It's alive and well, and it's strong and it's powerful. And so some days I'm just like the media conglomerates and social media out there, and I'm not sharing any good news. We get sucked into this, don't we? One way of putting this more clearly is to say we actually live as if bad news is the king of our lives instead of living like the Prince of Peace is king. There's a big difference. And I'm not just talking about the old euphemism, like think positive. You need to think positive, talk positive, because there actually is a lot of bad news out there. But the point is this, it has never been more relevant to try to figure out how to articulate good news in the midst of the bad news. It's not, it's not that we hide from or ignore bad news because I I understand for me and for you that you actually you actually don't have that choice especially if you're living through bad news right now in your life but here's here's the deal we appreciate the good news the most when we're in the midst of the bad news and I know this is hard to try and figure out how to do this when we've tried to figure out how to do this for a lot of us when you think about the words of Jesus, 
it's kind of turned into trying to convince other people about my religion or something like that. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad and, or wrong, but I'm really getting at something completely other than that because it doesn't seem to be what Jesus is up to in the Gospels. How can we figure out how to talk about how good it is to join the way of King Jesus? What if we figured out how to talk about how the Prince of Peace offers peace in the middle of an anxious and worried world and how good it is to be to, to, to live in forgiveness, even if we have to be reminded over and over and over about that forgiveness all the time, knowing what we've done, what has been done to us, all types of things in our lives, to be able to have these chains broken, to live in freedom from that. Man, that is some good news. That kind of thing is much different than talking to somebody about your religion hoping to convince them or prove them wrong and you right. But I'm with you. It's, it's, it is really hard to figure out how to do this. Maybe we just need to pray. Holy Spirit, just give me the words. What if, what if we just responded with what is so good to us about the good news that we believe so deeply, that Jesus' followers can live the way of Jesus, and it is amazing because this way of Jesus really is a game changer. It changes everything. If someone is responsive to that, like, here's my story and how my life has changed, tell them how you and your family and your church is jumping into what God cares about in your neighborhood and all over the world and in your where you work, the marketplace where you are. Tell them. Tell somebody when they say, oh yeah, well, what's, what's so good about this? You know, tell them that your church literally gave $30,000 last year to local restaurants right here in the junction in West Seattle by purchasing gift cards for them so that they didn't have to spend capital on product to make meals right away, but so that they had a direct infusion of cash to make ends meet immediately and pay their bills and pay their employees. And then we took those gift cards that we purchased from them and we re-gifted them to the West Seattle Food Bank so that they could use them for their fundraiser called Instruments of Change. And then those gift cards were auctioned off in that fundraiser by themselves or in packages of gifts. And the funds were literally multiplied like only Jesus could do. So that yes, even in the year of COVID, the food bank was able to raise over $100,000 through a for, through a virtual online auction. And I, I just have to brag on you guys with Seattle Christian Church for a minute because you stepped up during 2020 and you were incredibly generous. And beyond that, 30,000, 36,000 plus dollars, all the good works that we were able to do around the world in Southeast Asia and in Russia and Ethiopia, as well as tons of local organizations here in Seattle and West Seattle, you gave thousands away to individuals and families in need through our Compassion Fund. It doesn't even touch on the countless ways that you've all checked in on, on each other and on your neighbors and brought meals to people and prayed for them and sent cards caring for your loved ones and your coworkers in your marketplace in the name of Jesus. I know it's been hard during COVID when you can't help a lot of people face to face, but you figured out really creative ways of serving and showing the love of Jesus. This is the way of Jesus. And you put your money where your mouth is. And a lot of you have joined in on justice initiatives and you've been working on making wrong things right. Many of you have figured out 
how to forgive others in your life in real ways. You've worked hard on that. In fact, I, want to, I just want to share this quote. I found this quote on the West Seattle blog a few weeks back in the comment section of a post. And it said this, West Seattle Christian Church is on the forefront of supporting our community, including the West Seattle Food Bank, White Center Food Bank, West Seattle Helpline, the Junction Association, West Seattle Senior Center, as well as countless individuals in need. And no, I did not write that. Someone else did. And I think it says it all. Well done you. Well done church. So remember that video from last week when the narrator said, something happens when people really start living like Jesus is the king of their lives, like he's the king of the world. Something happens. So are we sharing the words of Jesus, the royal announcement that in Jesus's kingdom, things are different? And, and that brings us to a third and final question. The last question, will we be good news people and join God's work in the world? We're talking about the way of Jesus, the words of Jesus, and the works of Jesus. And I believe that God's love is the most powerful reality in this world. And I hope you do too. Yeah, there are days when I don't believe that, when I don't act like it's real, and I don't live like that. But I really believe that God's love is the most powerful thing in this world. And if we've received God's love through Jesus and are, are in relationship with him, then that means we have the power of that love to compel us to be good news people. So what does a day look like for you when you're open to Jesus's most powerful love in the world? Like an engine that's driving you and compelling you. Huh? What is it? What does that look like? Living the way of Jesus as it compels you to share the words of Jesus, that peace is offered to us, but then also living out the works of Jesus, the way of Jesus, the words of Jesus, and the works of Jesus. Jesus is saying here in Matthew 28, I am giving you, I, I'm, I'm lending you my spiritual authority to do the same works that you saw me do. To speak healing over people, to say to evil, you need to be gone in the name of Jesus. To say this is a wrong thing and I'm going to join in in making it right and I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to stop until I see it change. Jesus is lending his authority to us. That is what he's doing in Matthew 28. And that's why we say we want to do the things Jesus did for the reasons that he did them here at West Seattle Christian Church. God is inviting us to live the way of Jesus, to share the words of Jesus, and to join in the works of Jesus in the world that God loves. And I want to make this really clear. This is an invitation that you can choose to respond to each and every day. And sometimes I don't, I'll be honest. Other days I really do respond to this invitation, but it's a really powerful invitation to me, and I hope it is one for you as well. I don't know what it's going to look like for each of us this week. It's, it's probably not something that will make the news or will trend on Twitter or TikTok. It probably doesn't mean that you're going to change your schedule week this week. In fact, it is much more likely to mean that you will change how you exist and inhabit the schedule that you already have. And so I want you to accept that challenge and that invitation. And I want to end our time today by leaving you with a prayer that's attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. 
called The Prayer of Peace. And I, he may not have actually written it, but I want to leave this with you because I think it really fits the way, the way, and the words, and the works of a Jesus kind of life. And it goes like this. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, and it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Grace and peace to you this week. We'll see you next time.